What is up, everybody? This is your boy, Philip Enriquez, and you are listening to the Say What You Like Sports Podcast here on a Wednesday. The date is July 26th, 2017, and day two of the Dallas Cowboys training camp practice is in the books. Don't worry about that. We got you covered. All things on and off the field here with these Dallas Cowboys. And speaking of off the field, it seems to be just another recurring theme with this team. We find ourselves talking more about these Cowboys for their off the field actions than their on the field actions. Because day two was all about the media. Frenzy, just drilling head coach Jason Garrett and owner Jerry Jones about the release of Lucky Whitehead. And I don't get it because it's not even just the national media. It's the local media that's doing the drilling. And I don't understand because in my opinion, they don't understand. Lucky Whitehead was a player that came with a lot of baggage. Lucky Whitehead already had a track record of boneheaded incidents with this club. So he wasn't released solely based on this last and latest incident. It was a string of things. Stephen Jones was also on record saying it was a, a, a culmination of various things with this player for the last year and a half. And it wasn't just based solely on this incident. Yesterday, on yesterday's show, I went ahead and compared Lucky Whitehead to the girlfriend that you have caught cheating on you repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly. And finally, you know, you think you're working things out and... You know, you hear a rumor that she could be cheating on you again. Well, you're just going to say goodbye because you know what you've been through with this person before, right? You're not going to stick around to wait and see if the rumors are true. Any little thing is going to affect you, and that's on them. And I don't see how the media is so quick to drill Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett. They're saying it's unfair, and they didn't do their due diligence about the situation because he ended up being innocent of the charges, and they still released him anyway. And I don't see it. I just don't see it. Because the media, and just people in general, it seems like these days, want to have things both ways. And I can't understand that. It's like everybody should at least have their own set of ethics or moral code and stick to it. It can't change back and forth, back and forth, especially when we're talking about very specific, similar situations like, you know, personnel decisions. I mean, think about it. Everybody talks crap about how Jerry Jones is too lenient. He puts up with too much. He's always drafting or signing the troublemaking players. And then he go ahead and he releases one And they give him crap for it. So Jerry Jones knows the game. He's damned if he does. And he's damned if he don't. What I loved hearing Jerry say earlier. And I'll quote. This is Jerry Jones to the media. Upon them giving him a bunch of static. About his decision to release Lucky Whitehead. And he said. If you all. And again he's talking to the media. Have done one thing in my time. To criticize me. It is how I will back up a player. To a fault. So again. You guys all know, what do we always hear in the media? Jerry Jones back up, backs up his players. Jerry Jones, you know, he, 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 he's afraid to do the right thing. Jerry Jones is all about the money. Well, here he does. He does the right thing. And here he finds himself being criticized. So you know what, Jerry? Do your thing. We know the Cowboys are in good hands. Steven Jones, Jason Garrett, they finally have brought just solidarity and some consistency to this Dallas Cowboys team 
And we need to see it on the field, though. I will admit that because I am a little bit weary going into this season just because it seems like every time the Cowboys have a good season and the national media recognizes them as an up-and-coming team, it seems like they fall flat on their face with expectations. But things are a little different this time. With Zeke and Dak, I really think they changed the culture in that locker room. And really, this is on Jason Garrett from this point out. I think the blame will be on Jason Garrett if this team underachieves. But uh, I'm done for now talking about this Lucky Whitehead stuff. But this, unfortunately, was the cloud that covered training camp here on day two. This Lucky Whitehead, this 53-man fringe player who was going to be released anyway. He just dominates the headlines. Just a shame. Good news for Dallas Cowboys fans yesterday, third round pick Jordan Lewis was found not guilty by a jury for the domestic violence allegations that were going against him. So now he should be joining the team today, uh, expecting to practice. I'm sure he'll probably just walk through so he'll be brought up to speed because the rest of the Cowboys are looking to get their pads on today and they're ready to go at it for their first full contact practice today. I wish I was there to watch it, but I won't be back there till the weekend. Uh, I had to come back down, so kind of disappointed that I'm missing the first full contact practice. But, man, from what I have saw so far, it's been great. So I can't complain too much, and I can't complain a lot because I'm very excited about this Jordan Lewis pick and I'm very excited that he's going to be able to play the season for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't really see the NFL being able to suspend this kid because uh, from what we understand what's coming out, it was just that he threw a pillow at the girl and she wasn't letting him leave. So he was trying to bump his way through, but he never really shoved her or hit her or anything like that. So he was cleared. Um, I'm just glad I've seen this guy make a lot of highlight plays. I think he has the potential to be a very, very good slot corner right away. And who knows if he can learn his craft and you know really take his time to fine tune his game. Maybe he can end up starting on the outside because I think this kid is very talented. He expected to go in the first round and he blamed these domestic violence issues as the only reason that he fell to the third. Now another reason that scouts were talking about was his lack of size and that's why they prefer him in the slot. But man, he's a strong corner. I haven't heard very many scouts doubt his ball skills or doubt his coverage skills. And that's just another bonus for this Cowboys defensive backfield going into the 2017 season. I am excited to see Jordan Lewis live this weekend at Dallas Cowboys training camp. In other Dallas Cowboys news coming out of day two in the training camp up in Oxnard, Leal Collins gets a two-year contract extension uh, worth $15.4 million, and that includes a $4 million signing bonus. All I got to say is get paid, Leal, get paid. You deserve it. And I think it's a great sign for Cowboys fans because it shows that Jerry Jones and the Cowboys organization are just dedicated to keeping that offensive line intact. Those road graders are going to be there for the long haul with Dak and Zeke behind them. There's really no stopping this offense, and it looks like the Cowboys are dedicated to keeping them together. I am kind of sad to see Ronald Leary playing for the Denver Broncos for this next upcoming season because I thought he was a great, great guard. But for the most part, this line is going to be top-notch just like they were last season. And Leal Collins is going to be a big 
big part of that. I mean, the kid was basically making peanuts off that undrafted rookie deal. So it's just good to see good things happening for a good player and a good guy like Leal Collins. Hey, Phil. This is Tony. I uh, just want to comment on uh, Irvin. I don't think he is uh, uh, a solo player by any means. I think he shines when he's playing uh, as the lead role. And that showed it in the playoffs a few times when LeBron was out. I think the Lakers would be lucky to have him if that's even a possibility. I think he's a great leader. And he deserves his uh, moment to shine as a, a, a leader in one of the uh, teams out there. I really like his work a lot. Um, I disagree that he's uh, uh, selfish and wants the ball all the time. I think he just doesn't want LeBron James on the court with him. That's all, bud. Great show. Appreciate it. Uh, let me know what you think. Just posted up another call-in from Tony who wants to continue with the Kyrie Irving discussion. We're all talking about why does Kyrie exactly want to leave the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I'm not really trying to paint him in a selfish light. I just question whether, you know, should winning be more important to a player than, you know, being your own man on your own team and not playing in the shadow of, say, somebody like a LeBron James, who, let's face it, he is the greatest basketball player in the world playing today. And, you know, you're always going to be in his shadow. And I think Kyrie just really wants to see, uh, you know, what kind of a player he can become with him as the focal point and leader of a team. And I don't blame a guy for that. I'm just wondering, is it better for your career to be the man or is it better for your career to keep winning? Because, you know, if those two do continue to play together, they would continue winning for a long, long time to come. But. Let's talk about where could Kyrie land because let's face it, he is not going to stay in Cleveland. Like I said yesterday, the line has been drawn in the sand. So some of his uh, potential landing spots that he wants to land is the Minnesota Timberwolves. He also named the New York Knicks, San Antonio Spurs, and Miami Heat. Those are all very, very interesting stops for Kyrie Irving. Tony, in your call, you mentioned uh, you know, you'd think the Lakers would be lucky to get their hands on Kyrie Irving. Now, I definitely agree with that. However, I feel that, you know, the Lakers and Magic Johnson are really holding on to the hope that LeBron just might sign with the Lakers next season. He has all his businesses here in L.A. He has a home that he owns here in L.A., as many of us already know. So I think he would be pretty comfortable playing here in L.A. So if they get Kyrie, then you know LeBron definitely isn't going to be coming to play with Kyrie in LA. So I think they're going to hold out hope for LeBron and I think they're going to pass on the potential Kyrie Irving trade. And I think Kyrie may end up, you know, playing for one of the four teams that I just mentioned, Minnesota, New York, San Antonio, or Miami. Uh, because let's face it, these two are just not going to be able to coexist on the same team ever again after all the drama that's went down this week in the NBA between these two. <laughs> 